Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Chad. This week we are doing a bonus episode of the films that we've watched recently, which are Host and The Rental, which makes me never want to go stay in an Airbnb again. <laughs> well, let's talk about The Rental first, since we watched that one um that that one we watched like a week ago or a week yeah. or two ago um kind of like when it first came out it's dave franco's directorial debut yep um it has stars allison brie and that dude from the guest dan, dan stevens. stevens um i was gonna get it twinkly eyes uh i'm sorry you didn't recognize him from uh, downton abbey as much as you watched that show yeah downton abbey but you know I'm, it that's i mean he wasn't like half naked in that in the towel and made you remember him like he was in the guest. Uh, it, it's a sore subject in the Downton Abbey. Not a sore subject, but it's okay. Yeah, just dot dot dot. So Dan Stevens, <laughs> and uh, it's about this this couple, uh, these two couples that go to have like a celebratory weekend at a place, like an Airbnb kind of situation. Which is an amazing Airbnb. This thing must be like a thousand dollars a night. Yeah, it is pretty fantastical. It's on say. a cliff overlooking the ocean. It's got its own hot tub. It's super modern. Yeah, it's 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 a uh, you're gonna have to have five stars to get into that one. Now, it's funny that we did a movie called Host. This one could have been called The Host, even though technically that name is taken. Yeah. Um, by another film, foreign film, and this film. Um, the main, well, you go, you think going in that, you know, it's the host, their host is doing the fucked up shit to them. Yeah. They lead you to believe because as soon as they get there, they have a really awkward, uh, confrontation with the guy that turns very, you know, uh, ugly and accusations of accusations of racism get thrown around and it gets, it gets tense quick. So you just kind of assume that they're setting this guy up to be the bad guy. Yeah, you're like, oh, he looks like Red Foreman. He reminds me of Red Foreman. Yeah, so he looks like the kind of guy that would be racist and might murder people. Who's like the evil guy, though, right? And like Robocop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Clarence Boddicker. That was him. So, evil guy from Robocop. <laughs> yeah, it looks like him a lot. It looks like him. He's renting a house to some, to some um, young people. So you can see how that wouldn't go well. And, um, you know, I... When I when the film was going on, I thought that maybe I was like, okay, you know, you're trying to figure the film out. Depending on what kind of person you are when you watch a movie, I'm that person that like wants to solve it before if it's kind of like a mystery or figure out what the fuck is going on. And I thought the reason why you know bad things were going to happen because obviously you're going in watching a horror movie, you know, bad shit's going to happen, right? Um that it had something to do with the job that they had because they're going over, they were very vague-ish about what they did, which didn't really matter what their profession was, you know, yeah, what they were celebrating. thought it might at first because they kept saying about it, it was such a big project. And yeah, you could see maybe they were trying to lead you on to something along that line. And I thought that's where the direction was going. And this took me in a whole other fucking direction. Let me just say that before we get into that, you know, you look these movies up and you're trying to find little, you know, who who did what and who's in it and all that shit. Because I don't have, I don't retain that stuff in, to memory. And the uh, Google's top voted tags. The first top voted tag, which I, I don't know if this has any weight in like 
the order that it's in, boring. <laughs> Who fucking said this movie was boring? This movie, I'm not going to wait until the end to say. I really enjoy this film. It's actually my favorite film of the year, which is saying a lot, but not saying a lot since like three movies have been released this year. <laughs> yeah, there hasn't been a lot come out this year. So when you say it's your favorite movie, the bar is low. <laughs> it's one of my... Um, I really enjoyed the film. Uh, it was a good directorial debut, and I really uh, like, I like direction. Brie. I like Alison Brie a lot. She's a good actress, and it was good to see her in some different, different than kind of the comedy roles she's had in the past. Yeah, I do like her. Um, didn't know she was married to Dave Franco, so that was I didn't know that until after the fact. I was like, oh, okay. And uh, I wouldn't think this movie... I do not think this movie is boring. Am I going to say it's a bit slow-paced? It is a bit slow paced, but it's not like an in your face slasher. It kind of just until it becomes an in your face slasher. Yeah, until it becomes an in your face slasher. It it takes <coughs> time to get there. Could they have cut out a lot of the beginning of it? You know, there's a lot of character development, and I'm sad to say, I did not feel bad for anybody. I well, I do feel bad for one person in the movie. Um. And the dog. I feel bad for the dog. But I don't feel that nothing happens to the dog, uh, animal lovers. That he just gets abandoned. He gets to roam the countryside. I'm sure someone will find him soon. But Ho- Hopefully someone finds him and feeds him. That's the only reason why I'm sad. I don't want anyone to get upset that there's like dog murder. There is not. Um, Michael Myers is not in this film. So he didn't. He doesn't kill any dog. Um, <laughs> so I did like the film. And... Um, it, it was suspenseful. It is very unsettling. I find it to be very unsettling because I have stayed in my share of Airbnbs. And there's something that, you know, I guess this could technically be said for like a hotel too, but there's something very intimate about, you know, like if you rent from someone that owns a house or, you know, they could just come in and do whatever and you wouldn't even know. Like you are very open to crazy shit to happen to you because the person that is renting you this place can just come in at any time. And it's a different because you know, like in a hotel, a hotel is sanitized and, and is boring every time somebody comes in. It's the same plain room. There's nothing left in it. When you're staying in somebody else's house like that, excuse me. You're looking through their books. You're looking through the movies they have out. You can look through the drawers. Maybe they've left stuff in there that they've forgotten about. So you can peek into their life a little bit. And so it does feel a little bit like you're kind of an intruder going through stuff, you know? I'm always paranoid. One, I'm a good person, so I don't do any of those things. And then two, there is the fear that I am being watched. And I don't want the confrontation because I don't like confrontation of... Why were you looking through my things? Mind you, technically, kind of illegal for them to be filming me in the first place, right? But who's to say that's not happening? So that that whole thing, the fact that this is, you're put in a situation that you've either been in yourself in real life or you're staying at a place like this. So that film takes, it's the reality of things. Like this is happening to people all the time. You're going in and out, staying in places that are, you know, owned by you know, people and you're just, the trust is there that, you know, there's a thing of I'm coming in and staying here for X amount of time and then I'm going to leave and then go about my life. You don't go in thinking I'm going to stay here and then, oh, the shit, there's going to be camera. I'm going to find a camera in the fucking shower like this fucking chick did. Like she, (laughs) like they find the camera in the shower and that 
is mad creepy. Yeah. Because you realize then, like, not only if you find one in the shower, you know there's one everywhere else, too. Yeah. Because they're not they're just watching. exclusively watching you in the shower, they're watching you everywhere at that point. Now, I have to say that my favorite, I wouldn't say scenes uh, per se, but there's the scenes where they show the killer. And, you know, this isn't a very, like, it's a mountain, it, there's, it's fog, it's gorgeous. It's a very beautiful place, um, but it's also desolate. And when you have, it's the whole Halloween, the ending of Halloween, where you have Jamie Lee Curtis in the hallway crying. And here you have fucking Michael Myers just pop up and all you see in that room is just his fucking face lit. That white mask is in the fucking shadow. That scares the shit out of me. And they do that in this film where he just pops out the fucking side after the chick and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like in curtains when when she like is like going, you know, skating, even though that's in daylight, which that's, you know, just as terrifying. But it's just that weird fucking face because you can't really make a sense of what's going on with the face either because it's not until um, it's kind of like a blur. Um, you're not, you know, it's not like Ghostface. It's like, oh, it's Ghostface, you know. It's yeah. a weird mask. They use like an old man's mask. Yeah, it's one of those ones from like you can buy it like one of those places like uh, that, uh, what is it, Immortal Masks or the that RBX or something, composite effects, something where it literally is just like it says like old man mask. Yeah, where and, you like wear that shit and you rob a bank because yeah. it literally looks so fucking good. Yeah, and it's one of those. So that's creepy because it's just real enough that you know it's not, you know. It's realistic, but at the same time, you know there's something, you know, that's not what that guy looks like at all. So there's that creepy kind of unworldly quality to it. Um, I don't feel bad for anybody in the movie. Did I say that? Yeah, I did say that. Cause I, except for one. Except for one. I own the dog. Um, the one person I feel bad for, spoilers, spoilers. Woo, don't feel woo, bad for. Woo, 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 that I don't feel bad for is the actual host. No, I do feel bad for the host. I feel bad for him because... Yeah. He's caught in a situation where he the blame is put on him and then he gets murdered like and then he gets murdered and then he gets thrown off a fucking cliff then he gets his face bashed in like this poor guy mind you he's already dead after these other terrible yeah. things happened to him but the fact that they happened this was just a dude that was doing his brother a favor of renting this place and being the physical person that's gonna like give him the keys and like tell them like if you need me blah 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 is he a tad racist maybe but he doesn't deserve to die i feel like that's a little much all he wanted to do was drink his motherfucking beer that was it and then he even kind of cut him a little bit of a break where he found out they had the dog and they weren't supposed to and he just said hey you know i'm not gonna turn you in for this i like dogs that's my brother's policy not mine i don't care if you have a dog i'm fine with it yeah, it, he, and he said it to the character that he was kind of racist to earlier, and I, you know, I looking with what you know later, you see he was kind of trying to reach out and be apologetic, like, yeah. "Hey, I'm sorry I came across like an asshole earlier. I, I'm not like that. I, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody about your dog." But it gets taken the wrong way, and that's kind of sets things in motion. Um. Not to give too much away, but there's reasons why I don't feel bad for some of the characters. Alison Brie, I do feel bad for. I, I recant because she, you know, she uh, removes herself <coughs> from the situation at hand. There's a something that happens and ravels, 
which sets, you know, the story in motion because there's actually several different things happening in this film. Um, you know, you have someone that's overseeing and the shots are done so well where you're looking from the killer's point of view because he's mostly in everywhere. Like he's all over the fucking place. He's looking at these people here. Then later on, he's over here hiding behind his fucking thing. Like he's watching them not only via the camera, but also on site. And then you have the drama between the couples individually and together, you know, and there's like a whole bunch of reveals. There's a lot going on, but these are not the best people. They're you know, the Dan Stevens character, he's a fucking asshole. You know, <laughs> the brother, his brother, uh, it's his, Dan Stevens, his brother, the brother's girlfriend and Dan Stevens' girlfriend. They're the ones that are, you know, are gone away in this trip. And there's just drama. And I'm like, at first I was like, is this more drama filled? Because that's what I was saying earlier on. There's a lot of stuff that they could have just moved along but yeah like you could really have just started out with them on the road to the cabin you know yeah you could have cut it five minutes out of the beginning easy but um i yeah i really enjoyed did you have a favorite part i mean there is one part where there's you know you think it's almost the ending of the film and there's a survivor and then there isn't (laughs) The death is so funny because it's like in every fucking movie, the person's running for their life and then they're not, they're literally, it's so foggy. They've disappeared and it takes you a second to realize this person just fucking fell off a cliff. They just jogged right off the cliff. (laughs) And if you're staying in a fucking mountainside, because they knew what to, like, I'm not going to say she knew, you know, this is X amount of meters or this far away from the fucking house. But you knew eventually that there was going to be a drop off somewhere. Maybe don't run for your life in the fucking fog where you can't see. You're eventually going to die. Like, that's, I understand the fear. You're probably not logically thinking, but... If you're trying to get away, maybe try not to get away that much because now you're dead. (laughs) But that part fucking killed me because you never see anything like that. It's always like she falls or, you know, he falls and it's, oh no, my fucking twisted ankle. And then you have like the hop, you know, run or they're trying to hide somewhere stupid like under a fucking leaf or whatever. No, she just (laughs) disappears. (laughs) Yeah, so what would you give this on the knife scale? Um, I give this three and a half knives. Yeah, I'd agree. I give it three and a half too. I really enjoyed it. It's uh, it shows uh, a lot of talent from him, and I think he'll do some better, even better stuff in the future. And the ending just is marvelous. It's a great ending. Um, well, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to give that away. Now we had been hearing here and there about this movie called Host. Yeah. And this was a core horror, a quarantine horror film, even though technically the idea for this came before the quarantine. But, um, and it said that you should actually watch this film on your computer because when I, when Chad told me about it, I was like, ah, cause I had seen Unfriended and I fucking hate that movie. And it's that whole, like on a computer, yeah, you know, thing. It's a found footage, but on the computer. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just like, no. But this film actually pretty fucking decent. Yeah, it works pretty well because especially with now where since the quarantine and everyone has been using Zoom and all these different online apps to talk to each other, 
you feel a little more used to seeing that kind of thing. You know, if this had come out last year, it might not have done so well because people wouldn't have been familiar with it. It'd have been like, eh, it would have kind of ended up in the same heap with Unfriended and all that. But this time, like everyone's been using Zoom, they've been, you know, or Skype or something to talk to people outside the world, you know, because they're all trapped in their house. So now you get the idea, okay, everyone's really, really bored and they're just going to try and do a seance online together just for the hell of it. Yeah, and then I I, I like, like that... Like you should never do. Yeah, don't do a seance online. And then I also like the fact that it kind of plays, and this is not like in your face, you just take this away, like you, these people are living just like you're living, they're, the fear of what's going on outside, um, because there's craziness going on out there. So now you're bounded to your home, which is supposed to be the safe place. You know, you don't have to wear a mask in your house, per se. You are safe. But now that's being violated. And yeah. it's by an unseen entity. Like, you, there's no control. It's not like killer that's after you. It's, you know, a demonic being. And that takes it to a whole other level. So there's, like, fear within fear within fear. And it just literally... I mean, I was fucking anxious as fuck. I was mad anxious because I was to be on the computer like that. We watched it on our TV, but that whole being in the Zoom thing, I have been on Zoom and have been on things like that. And, you know, or you just are doing FaceTime or whatever and anything could happen you know, live while we're the other person. The other person can't do shit for you because they're fucking, you know, far away. So... Yeah, the whole seance thing, mm-mm, no. Yeah, and then they tell everyone to take very specific precautions, and of course, someone doesn't take that seriously. No, she sure fucking does not. She don't fucked up the whole shit. Yeah, and there's a lot of things they do in this that I, you know, I've never seen before in movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we won't say what they are, but there's a couple of really good jump scares where uh, it's just things I haven't seen before. Where, you know, and especially using technology, where it's a technology plays into it in a way you didn't expect. Definitely. And, yeah, it's uh, pretty effectively creepy because you're constantly watching the background for something to happen. You're like, oh, shit, what is that light back there? Oh, no, that's just a refrigerator light. Never mind. You start, like, scanning the background, looking for shit to be in the background. Or it's like, is there a shadow coming up on her or whatever? You start looking for everything to happen. And it, the stuff in this doesn't happen the way you think it's going to. I would say not that... I, there's not a, I'm not comparing the two, but it's like paranormal activity where you're watching this and you've either had a baby monitor or you have a camera in your house and you can see and play stuff back. And just you're experiencing it in that way. And it's just taking it to like that whole like tech level where it's makes it just so fucking real. Like it, it, you know, obviously the whole demonic thing, that's not whatever. But oh, man, it just really got me. It really got me. I was like looking over my shoulder. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to FaceTime anybody. I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> well, as long as you do a seance, you should be fine. The takeaway from this is when someone gives you rules on a seance or a ritual of some kind involving ghosts, demons, or any of that shit, take it seriously. Yeah, this is a it was direct as a British director and um the cast is British. And the freaking medium, okay, her name is like Salen. 
And she, in my mind, she's like a, like a Irish nymph. Like she lives, like she has like one of those like pot like old timey stoves. Yeah. You know, and she lives like somewhere in some fucking cottage or whatever. And she's very in the astral plane. Like she says astral plane a lot. Like that whole thing. I would have not fucked with any of the fucking rules this woman gave me. Like she's like living Irish folklore. <laughs> Yeah. All wrapped up in one. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely pay attention to what she's telling you. Hell no. And, it, you know, she even tells them, you know, you're basically fuck with things. You invited something else into this. And that's something else. You know, if you're a person that needs to know, like, the origin, the day, the time, what the name of the demon is, this is not the movie for you. Because you're yeah. not going to have any fucking answers. They're, they're pretty vague on the details of what it is that's after them. But you, you get enough to know that, like, it's it's not good. It's not, yeah. Now this thing is, the ending kind of had me with, like, question mark. Um... But everything else in the film, it really played off. I didn't think I was going to like this at all going in. I thought that I was going to hate this. And it's... I, I really liked it. I would watch it again. Yeah, it's it's a decent one. Now, I'm sure they're probably coming up with a sequel to it at some point. But... Uh, and I can see why. Because this is probably very low budget. Very easy to do. I'm not necessarily easy, but... You know, you don't even have to have your actors all in the same spot. Yeah, I think they did this in like 12 weeks. Yeah, so you could easily do this... Without even having to have a cast in one place, you know? The fact that they were able to do it, I was very, very impressed. I'm not the, like, techiest person. So, like, I get, I understand the whole Zoom thing and I've done it. But how you make a movie out of that, like, I don't even know how, like, are you filming? Like, I don't get the whole logistics of that at all. I think they probably just recorded everyone on their um, on computers. On their computers. And then just added in, you know, they may have added some effects in later to, like, blend the pictures together or something like that. But Yeah, there's effects, you know. Um, some pretty good effects, which from what I've read, they kind of did the physical effects on, like, they had the actors actually pull off some of the physical effects. Which, that's pretty neat. And they don't look, like, to me, and this is, you know, I'm watching it, you know, on my regular, like, TV screen. I'm not looking for, like, this string and this string because some of the things they do is someone like pulling a string or whatever i don't see any of them obviously they must have like removed that if they did yeah for the like movie magic off. yeah <laughs> yeah they did a good job with it because at no point did you think anything looked particularly fake uh there's one scene in particular that i was like oh what is going on what the hell oh that's bad news don't go over there yeah there's there's something that happened and I, I like you said I don't want to give it away but I was like I've never fucking seen that I, like I knew what was happening and I was like oh no but it was very uh, invisible man like hollow man esque yeah. you know which that really took it really fucking creepy really creepy uh, so I give this one I give it three knives yeah I'd say it's a good three knife movie it's 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 good. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's a little limited just because of what it is. Anytime there's a found footage or, like, you know, where you come on your computer, it's a little bit limited in scope and that kind of stuff. But this one pulls it off pretty well. It's, uh, like, 54 minutes long. Yeah, it's, it's just, short. It's, it's just under an hour. So, you know, it's it's not a... You don't have to spend all night watching it. Yeah, that and then also it's only available on Shudder. Yeah. This is a Shudder film. And I kind of like the fact that it is under an hour because some of these, you know, found footage movies are a little long. If you trim them down a little bit, you'd have a little bit more, you know, a little tighter film. And this one, it gets in and out, you know. There's not a lot of time wasted. No, there isn't. It goes straight to the point. All, quote, you know, quote, unquote, all your 
questions are answered. Like you see what happens to every character and then that's it. The movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like left like, oh shit. I don't know. <laughs> I have a Zoom meeting tomorrow. Might have to skip that one. Might have to skip it. I do. I have to say there was that uh, one of the people had like a loop video of them doing something else because you could change the backgrounds on Zoom. Yeah. And the background was her just entering a room and like grabbing a brush out of her drawer and like combing her hair. It plays while she's there. So you, you're like, what the fuck? Like at first I was like, what the hell? Oh, okay. Now I get what's happening. And then it plays throughout... And when it's playing, it's just so freaky. It's it's so freaky. So yeah, definitely give it three knives. And you should check it out if you have Shutter. If you don't, you know, get the one month free, watch it, and then just cancel the Shutter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or keep the Shutter. It's pretty good. <laughs> or keep it. I love it. I mean, I think it's definitely the Netflix of horror. I know yeah. a lot of people complain about it. It has some tech issues here and there, and stuff happens. It's not available in every country. I think they just added a country or two to their roster but it's definitely worth the buy uh if you love horror films new and old because it has a little bit of everything yep all right thank you so much and stay tuned to the horror and now folks it's time to say good night we sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment please drive home carefully and come back again soon good night (laughs) 